episode number four of pop tv show theme songs and more everything because <laughs> it's just more right mm-hmm. you get more. more is more welcome back to your pop your pop culture podcast i'm one of your pop culturalist ken mills here today and i'm joined by courtney cronin dold hello so good to see you once again and we are back we've been getting a lot of wonderful listener feedback especially on the last episode a lot of people seem to like our look at Power Pop. That was very fun. I've been listening to our playlist. I don't know if the listeners have checked that out. I posted it on the Pop page, mm-hmm. but I put uh, all the songs that we had on the podcast, except for two. There's two songs I couldn't get on there because they weren't available on Spotify, and the, I can only listen to them on mine because they're on my iTunes. Mm-hmm. Without Holy Smoke or Affection, that particular version of Affection, um, we do have the whole playlist up there. Well, there you go. It's fantastic. And Marty Ross has agreed to come on a future episode of Pop and talk about Power Pop with us. So we're Yay! going to go. Yeah, I have a Marty Ross earworm right now. I, I swear to God. Because he posted something and then, of course, it led me to go back and listen to my chauffeur. And I can't get fire out of my head. It just It's just stuck. That's and I keep singing song. it all the time. I'm going to play some of that right now.
stuff check out the wigs they're a great band oh yeah they were in the the film my chauffeur as you alluded to earlier they were the best part of that movie yeah and that was one of those movies that like in the early days of hbo and all that you would you would just see that all the time Uh and when i say early days of hbo i know that there is hbo like in the late 70s and stuff like that but there's just movies that get stuck in a loop on cable, right? Whether it's HBO or Showtime or Cinemax or whatever. Right. Just over and over and over again. It's like, I've, <laughs> I have never seen Jurassic Park. or any, What? I've never seen any of those movies. I've owned them on DVD. Oh, okay, okay. They're, no, 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 hold on. I only bought them because of my ex-wife. She wanted them, so I bought them for her. I never watched them. And the reason I never watched them is because every time I would turn on HBO, that movie was playing all the time. And uh-huh. it seemed like I would watch it in like 10-minute increments, right? In, in right? pieces. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing of that is, is you never really know the flow and narrative of a movie. But there's mm-hmm. several films that I think I've watched that I've never actually seen all the way through. For example, I'm going to shock you. Are you ready? Yeah. Jaws. I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. <gasps> but I, I've seen it like 10 minutes at a time, right? You've got to sit down and watch it all the way through. I know. and It is quite good. I mean, here's the weird thing. I've, I've watched it enough to get every single pop culture reference. Like anytime right. it's lampooned or referenced in something else. I go, oh, that's Joss. They're doing Joss. I get it. That's one bad hat, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> bad hat Harry is the best. See, I know all the beats. I know everything. But it, there's also the other thing that sometimes a movie becomes so huge mm-hmm. that you just like, I can't deal. Have you ever had that happen? Um, yes. There's movies I've never seen because I just, I can't. Yeah. Like, I've yet to see Avatar. Yeah, I did see Avatar because everyone said go see it in the movie theater, and I mm-hmm. did, and it was pretty cool, but it was not for me. It wasn't really my thing. Like, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, and my mm-hmm. friends think I'm insane for right. not watching this because they know I'll like it, mm-hmm. but I just, I can't, I just, I can't do it. I plan on watching Game of Thrones when it's all done. And like, I've been watching it on, on the slot machine when I play it in yeah. Vegas. You do? It's the only slot machine that I really, really like. It's such a cool machine. It's got really cool features, and I like dragons. So this dragon comes out all the time, and there's always something with the dragon, so it's kind of fun. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. So what's been new with you? I've been suffering from uh, some sort of mental defect where I can't find things that I, like, left them at one time. You know, have you ever done that, like... Like you're, you're looking for something and you left it there and you know where it's at, but it's not there when you go to look for it. Oh, sure. I think it's, it's I think it's all part of an Amazon plot because I buy so much crap from Amazon. I'm like addicted to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I should start off every conversation about Amazon by saying, hi, my name's Ken and I'm an Amazon user. <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. I've got this chair that I love. 
and I use it all the time. And it makes this thunderous roar when you like scoot it across the floor. It sounds like an elephant in heat, like screaming in pain. And it's just horrible. And I, I got these felt things that you put at the bottom of the chair, right? And now they've kind of worn down over time, right? So like a year ago, like almost to this day, seriously, I, I ordered like these little felt things to put at the bottom of the chair. Yeah. And by God, I, I you know, I, I had this, this package of them because it's more than I could ever use in an in entire lifetime, right? Like it, they sent me 180 pieces of this stuff. <laughs> so I'm thinking, wow. I, I am set for life now. No more squeaky chairs for Ken on the floor, right? And I'll be darned if I can't find it anywhere. And I just realized I sound like an old man when I said, I'll be darned. That just shows how I'll be darned tootin'. Yeah. <clears throat> like, have you ever noticed when people take their pills, they'll say like, ah, I forgot to take my stupid pills. And that's yeah. when you realize that they're taking stupid pills. <laughs> you know, but uh, now it all makes sense, right? All pills are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking, okay, I know right where these little felt things are. And I go back to the place where I had stored the felt things, and I can't find them. Oh. I just can't find them. And I think it's plot. Amazon has those drones now. Uh-huh. I wonder if they come and get your shit that you previously purchased from them. They might. So that you have to do it again. And here's the weird thing. It also could be ghosts. You could have a ghost. It's hiding shit in your house. I want it to be like a sitcom ghost and not a scary ghost like, you know. <laughs> like Jennifer Slept Here. Yeah, like Jennifer Slept Here. Like, <laughs> like you know, maybe a hot actress. Jennifer Slept Here and she stole my felt bottoms. Yeah, she felt, felt bottoms. Felt bottom chairs, which... you make the fucking world. Sorry. <laughs> felt bottom chairs, I love it. Um, you know, felt bottom, that was, that was my... Uh, nickname when I was doing uh, erotic dancing. <laughs> Felt bottom. Felt bottom. Yeah. I Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main stage. <laughs> Felt bottom. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to squeak this chair across the floor. Sorry, now I'm doing cheap trick. There you go. Those songs remind me of each other. Mm-hmm. Which one were you doing? Wild, wild women. Oh, there you go. Felt bottoms. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to have to order them again, you know, the upside. And here's the weird thing. Like, you get on Facebook and there's a little ad. Guess what was in the ad? Felt bottoms. I'm not kidding. Stop. That's weird. So they'll be here, like, by Saturday. Huh. All right. Well, good. No more elephant chair. Yeah. Did you say that, by the way? Did you say it was making the elephant sound? Yeah, yeah, it did. It it actually sounds like a tortured or very horny elephant. Or angry, <laughs> angry. Very angry sound. And it's weird. I'll go, like, to, to do something, and I scoot the chair, and it's like... So oh, Jesus. It, it absolutely needs to be taken. Here, let me see if I can get it to do it. Oh, my God. It also rings a bell. I'm, that's that's not an that's not like a made up noise. That's like. <laughs> so oh, when I like get well. up, it's it's horrible. It's the worst sound in the world. Well, I'm sure there's worse, but you know, insert was, band I, I you don't like singing, album. I'm pretty sure there is. <laughs> yeah, I mean Harvey Firestein had to like make an album at some point, right? Oh God, it would be great. I could listen to him forever. I wonder what that would be like. 
Yesterday, <laughs> all my troubles seemed so far away. <laughs> now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. That, that's actually what I sound like when I have a, a cold. So. Yeah, that was pretty good, Ken Mills. Well, thank you, thank you. That was right off the top of, you know, a no no rehearsal whatsoever. Oh, rehearsal, folks. Coming yeah. at you live. Now, I understand you have a physical problem. You, oh. you haven't been able to give people the finger as of late. Well, I have. I'm just giving them, like, as Dane Cook would call it, a super finger. Oh, because... Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, dropped the window on my fing- finger the day before yesterday, and it fell where my middle finger was in between the windowsill and the window. So it, it got it on both sides. So on the, you know, on the, on the pad of my finger, mm-hmm. there's like a big line and it's just purple and huge. And then the other side just looks like someone got really mad at it. <sighs> so I have crazy giant swollen purple finger. It's really gross. Courtney's big purple finger. I know. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, ha- I'm giving people the finger like in a super duper way, but I'm having trouble typing. Which is and, kind of a bummer. And it's like if you go to pump gas, everyone at the gas station is like, oh. that that broad just flipped me off. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know. I can't really do my... I know, and I have all this work to do this weekend for stuff, for for my real job, and I... <clears throat> for writing and stuff, and I can't... My finger hurts. I can't do it. I'm typing with, like, one finger at a time, like in the movies, you know, when they get out a typewriter, and they're like, dear, click, 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 you know. That's how I'm typing with, like, my four fingers. Yeah. Your four fingers or five or fingers, it depends. Pointer finger. Isn't if, that what it's called, your forefinger? Yeah, but if you're okay. a cartoon character, sometimes you only have four fingers. <laughs> True. Have you ever noticed how weird that is? And you, and you type like this, ching! Ching! You eat corn the exact same way. Yeah. If you're a cartoon character, you type and eat corn the same way. Yeah, I've never understood why some cartoon characters are anatomically correct with the, the five fingers on a hand and some just have the three or four I, I don't get it it takes less time to draw i guess but it's very strange <laughs> anyhow so anyhow now recently there are two trailers that were dropped mm-hmm. it what do, you, what do you think of that one did you watch the it trailer i watched it i'm very excited to see it i read a bunch of articles about it after watching it and i'm really curious to see how Pennywise is going to be being played by a much younger actor than mm-hmm. Tim Curry was when he played Pennywise. Right. And just the different take on the character, and I'm really interested to see that. And I think it's going to be a lot scarier. Because the version that they did was good, and it was you know it was by the book, but it was so campy and hokey, and it, it wasn't really that scary. Yeah. I, I didn't think, really. Well, it was network television, and right. they spread it, it out. You know, because yeah. it was a miniseries, right? Right. Harry Anderson was good, though. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't John Boy in that, too? He was. He was the star. And then um, Tim Reed was also in it. Yep. And what's his name? The young actor. He played the young Harry Anderson. Green. Seth Green. There you go. Seth Green. I love I love Seth Green. He's very funny. I do, too. Robot Chicken and all that. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah he's good. He was good in this, too. He was like a little kid, and he was, he was better than most of the people in the film. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that in the new version that the kid from Stranger Things is in it? Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things is in I, it. I didn't notice, but I like that kid. I thought he was really good in Stranger Things. So yeah. This will be interesting. 
yeah, he's riding a bike and wearing glasses. I'm like, well, this kid's going to ride a bike in every movie he does from now on. You know, one of the things that I'm going to miss about it will be Tim Curry's voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it. They they could just get a, a Tim Curry impersonator to come on and do, you know, the bits like, everything floats down here. They you know, all that. float! I know, that was the part that did scare me. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought that the song Everything Floats in a Place Like This by The Killers, you know that song? Uh-huh. I always, every time I hear that, I think of It. Oh, well, maybe it is about It. Yeah, Everything Floats in a Place Like This. Great song, great song. Cool. And of course, the Justice League, and half of the people go, yawn. I, I, don't you think that people are getting sick of the superhero thing a little bit? I know I am. I'm kind of over it. Well, see, this is like a holy experience for me because this is the Justice League, right? Mm. But it's not the Justice League that I remember from like my childhood, you know. And I'm not talking about the Super Friends, but like, gosh, Aquaman just seems to be like a guy who drinks a lot and is like a frat boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And, like, the Flash, he's wearing armor, which makes zero sense to me because, like, he's the Flash and he runs. I'm not sure how armor would help him all that much, but anyhow, I just hope it's good. I just, just one good DC movie. That's all I want. Yeah. That, that's all I want. Just one good thing. And and the entire cast looks like they're all sweaty and so much darkness. <laughs> and they've turned down all the colors so much it almost looks like a black and white film. And Aquaman's a big, loud, drunken bro. I mean, looks like he... Looks like he what? <laughs> looks like he has felt-bottom chairs! Just kidding. What? <laughs> he, he, he just looks like he smells of Axe Body Spray and Doritos, that's all. Oh, so, okay, there it is. You know, typical bro thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Goof. <laughs> uh... I don't know. It, I just I just want it to be good. That's all. I just want it to be good. So today on Pop, we're talking about TV show theme songs. And I'm just going to throw something out there. I think that we should make a TV show Hall of Fame. You know, like, because there's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? They just made that up. I think we should make that up today. Okay. Welcome to the first annual TV show theme song hall of fame good evening everybody i'm one of your hosts ken mills and here's courtney cronendold great to be here ken oh thank you oh they're already playing the music for us to get off stage look at that (laughs) that's bullshit guys anyway anyhow so like what makes a great tv show theme song for you well it certainly changed before the, the pilot of the show was basically the theme song right like it was like, if you've never seen this show, we're going to tell you everything right now mm-hmm. so you can watch it and not feel stupid. Here you go. So there's those. Yeah. And, at, then- and, and, and as a kid, it was great because it was like the primer for the show. Everything I need to know, you've just told me in less than a minute. Mm-hmm. And then there's theme songs that are just really good instrumentals, I guess, that mm-hmm. just kind of get you pumped up for the show. Right. Like an opening act kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, and then there's like the songs that you already like that you either heard when they were on the radio and then became a theme song, or they're a theme song that made it to the radio and it's a song you just really like. Right, but it's it's definitely something that is like an an uh, earworm for all of us. We mm-hmm. 
it, it helps you remember the show. It takes you back to that time. And there's some great songs hidden within what a lot of people thought of as disposable music, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of great stuff. Now, yesterday when we were talking about doing this episode, you had an idea that you and I should both sing a song. <laughs> oh, Ma- yeah, okay. We would, we would make up a theme song based on a show that's been within the last 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you have yours ready? Yeah. All right. And the thing is, is that we're going to guess what show it is. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just going to sing it without music because I looked for some backup music and nothing was really fitting. Right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the song stylings of Courtney Cronin Dole. (laughs) Here we go. My name is Michael and I'm LAPD. I like to wear leather jackets and tight jeans. I drive all the time, but I don't go far. And if I never get lost... Because I have a talking car. If Ooh. the show doesn't do well in the U.S. of A, I don't care because I'm more famous in Germany anyway. I'm a night rider. <laughs> I'm a night rider. That's what I'm doing now. Night rider. Let's I go ride kick at night some ass. And my name is also Night. <laughs> I ride at night and my name is also Night. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that one right away. Oh, the tune is horrible, though. I am not a musician. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, it's groovy. I guessed it, so it, it did its job. But Knight Rider did have a kick-ass theme song. It, it did, but it didn't have lyrics. Right. So maybe one of one of our great listeners, record Courtney's song to the <laughs> Knight Rider theme song. Come on, be creative. Do it. Oh, God. Mark Konzorowski, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Mark will do it. Mark on top of shit. <laughs> that guy's on top of stuff. He is. He is. He is. Okay, so here's mine. We're four country guys and we got big beards. <laughs> we make duck calls and we're not politically correct. <laughs> we are the... Okay. Duck Dynasty. We are the... Yes, we've got big beards, and you're going to watch us. (laughs) There you go. Just made up as I was doing it, seriously. We've got big beards, and you're going to watch us. Yeah, well, that's that's the tagline, right? (laughs) That's the best tagline ever. We've got big beards, and you're going to watch us. Whether you like it or not, damn it. I kid you not. I don't want to make fun of anybody's branding, but I'm going to. Another thing I saw on Facebook was you can get at a store near you Duck Dynasty beef jerky. Because I know when I want a delicious meat snack, I want to think of those guys, right? I like my food to have hair in it. Yeah. (laughs) Now with more gray hair. Oh. Yum. So what we're going to do is we're going to put 10 songs into the... TV show theme song Hall of Fame, which we've started today here. And these are just our top five each. And it'll work out to ten songs that are going to go into the TV show theme song Hall of Fame. Yes. Ta-ta-da. So I'm going to start this time because on the pop show you went last time. So I'm going to go at number ten. This song right here is... It is, it is one of those songs that when you think of a TV show theme song, it's got everything you need. It tells you the entire story. And it tells the story of a skipper 
and his young friend, Anna Boatwreck. You know what I'm talking about. I don't have to go any further, but here it is. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour, a three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough, the tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. The ship's aground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle, with Gilligan, the skipper too. That's right, Gilligan's Island. That is just a classic, right? I mean, that's right up there. It is. People know it. And even if they don't know the show, they know that song. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Now, did you like Gilligan's Island when you were growing up? Of course I did. I did. Mm -hmm. I watched it all the time as a kid. And it was weird because there was a time when the professor and Marianne got screwed in the credits. Did you know that? Right. It used to be, and the rest. I know. It was like... What's that all about? And the thing is, is like, when you think about it, I mean, I, I kind of wonder what went on behind the scenes, you know, in the negotiation. Like, listen, Herb, it's as simple as this. In, in the amount of time that you say, and the rest, you could say, and the professor and Marianne. I mean, is it really that hard? So they, you know, they had to, there had to be some sort of contract thing that made it so that they got in there, right? Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip That started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour, a three-hour tour weather started getting rough, the tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the middle would be lost. The middle would be lost. The ship's aground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle. With Gilligan, the skipper too. The millionaire and his wife. The movie star and the rest. Well, maybe they wrote it before they knew how many extra characters there were going to be. Maybe there were like two other ones or maybe there was one other one and they hadn't figured it all out yet. So they just said, oh, we'll just say and the rest because we need to get this today. You know how much studio time costs? Yeah, and the rest. But it it, it does sound like lazy writing and the rest. On the other hand, it would have given them a lot of leeway in like if somebody got flaky you could just have them find a way off the island and bring someone else in you know you could have a revolving cast easier that way they could just be the rest like the harlem globetrotters they would show up (laughs) right would they just show up on a desert island the best one is the one that you sent me when we first started doing this podcast is when the band came on and then the girls did the band i mean that was the worst thing i've ever seen 
Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. That's the best thing you've no, ever seen. No, you just saying that because they're they're hot. It's horrible. Now, when you say they're hot, you also are counting Lovey, Mrs. Howell, as Lovey's one of the hot, hot ones. But her dancing is like something's wrong with her mentally. <laughs> like something's really wrong. The dancing was just too funny. Isn't that right? Am I remembering? Uh, yeah. Am I remembering it correctly? Yeah, it is. It is kind of bizarre. And of course, what Courtney's referring to is the time on Gilligan's Island when a band called the Mosquitoes landed, and in an attempt to hopefully get taken off the island, the castaways formed various groups. Well, the ladies on the island formed a band called the Honeybees. So take it away, live from the honeybees. It's You Need Us. extremely wonderful <laughs> here's the weird thing i'm now old enough to where mrs howell is an option right you know when i was young it was only lady yeah when i was young it was only ginger marion and now mrs howell is a viable candidate yeah, sure she I, might come in third on the list but still better yeah. looking than uh, skipper yeah and uh i always thought of mr howell i could never not think of mr howell as mr magoo <laughs> my george <laughs> That voice. It's just so funny. I used to do really inappropriate things said by Mr. Magoo. Like, Uh I would have, like, the X-rated adventures of Mr. Magoo. Uh Uh-oh. I'm not doing it right now, but trust me, you can have fun for hours, you know, with it. Seriously. Well, I didn't know that was a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my, it's moist. Okay. <laughs> you know, family show. Yeah, family show. Manson family, but still a Manson family, family show. So let's go up to number nine. Courtney, your fifth pick. My number nine. Okay. So <clears throat> mine was Thank You for Being a Friend, the Golden Girls theme. Mm-hmm. A classic. Yes. And it's funny. A bunch of my girlfriends, we all got together for someone's birthday, a girlfriend of mine, Jody, and we were all in San Diego area in the beach house of a friend of a friend. She let us stay there. And we were all sitting upstairs just looking at the ocean and everyone was sitting together and we all just started singing this. And then we started singing it even more and more and more to where people were stopping on the uh, strand to look up and, and, and watch us. Mm-hmm. And then it got a little crazy. But it's one of those things that you just, it's just a happy song. It's something, you, it, you obviously, you instantly know it's the Golden Girls theme. But what a lot of people don't know is that it was Andrew Gold sang the song. Well, Andrew Gold, uh, you know, this is this is how big of a hit it was. He, he recorded it for his third album, All This in Heaven 2. Mm-hmm. And the song reached number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1978. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say it always will stay this way my hat is off won't you stand up and take a bow and if you threw a party invited everyone you knew well you would see the biggest gift would be Be 
for being a Andrew Gold version. Thank you for being a friend. Spent two weeks at number 11. I'm Casey Kasem. As you mentioned, the song was famously later re-recorded by Cynthia Fee, who is also known for her work with Kenny Rogers, to serve as the theme song for the NBC sitcom The Golden Girls, and recorded again for the series CBS spinoff The Golden Palace. How many people even remember The Golden Palace? I don't. What was The Golden Palace? The Golden Palace was them without B. Arthur. Oh, right, because B. Arthur married Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. And then left the show. That was one of the funniest lines ever, ever on the Golden Girls was when they kept saying to um, Dorothy, so how was the sex? And she's like, it was so good, we named it! <laughs> and then every time they'd refer to her and him, she'd say, we named it! <laughs> so that, that she's getting ready to leave the show and Leslie Nielsen is at the door with all her stuff and she's getting ready to say goodbye to the girls and he says uh oh it's gonna be fun it's just gonna be uh me and dorothy and freddie <laughs> we named it <laughs> and freddie and and they go who's freddie and he says oh that's what we named it <laughs> freddie peterson that's it freddie peterson they named it so then wow. when dorothy comes out he's like are you ready and she goes i'm ready freddie <laughs> He's wow. like, I told them. But the best part is when he says, me and Freddie Peterson, and he said, oh, that's what we named it. You can see Betty White and Rue McClanahan doing everything in their power to not throw up from laughing. They I are imagine. like shivering and putting their hands over their mouths mm -hmm. because he just delivers that line like perfectly. It's just like, oh, my God. It, it hit really hard. Very funny. And, of course, the Golden Girls are kind of – in a renaissance right now, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's that, that Golden Girls restaurant coming out. Or yeah. It's out. Yeah. Golden Girls restaurant. And Hulu is now showing all of their shows. And uh, it looks pretty good in uh, high def now. So check it out. Check out the Golden Girls. So our number eight song, which is my number four pick, is one of those classic ones. It's it just You cannot get it out of your head. You know it. Here's the story. That Really, that's all I need to say, right? Right, here's the story. Yeah. The theme from the Brady Bunch. Take it away. Here's the story of a lovely lady Who was bringing up three very lovely girls All of them had hair of gold Like their mother, the youngest one in curls Here's the story of a man named Brady Yet they were all alone Till the one day when the lady met this 
They knew that it was much more than a hunch That this group must somehow form a family That's the way we all became the Brady Bunch The Brady Bunch The Brady Bunch That's the way This is, this is one of those ones that there's so many memories. We are all kids of the Brady Bunch in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird because it was always on. Now it's it's getting harder to find these older shows now, right? You have to either buy the, the set or hope that it's on a streaming service somewhere. Or luckily you have something like MeTV or Antenna TV or something like that. But, I you know, I remember just most of my life you could come home from school and flip it on TBS or something and boom there would be the Brady Bunch and all those old shows and and now what do kids have they have reality shows Mm -hmm. and those suck for more than one reason they really don't have theme songs per se no, so, not really. Some of them last like two seconds, like da 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 da. You know what I mean? And that's <laughs> that's <laughs> like da, a, da, da, da. yeah, that's a theme song now. So it's <laughs> it's becoming a lost art. But the Brady Bunch theme song is just uh, huge. It is ubiquitous, as they say. One of those uh, things that we all know. Everyone knows this. I think in in I, I kind of wonder: Are there foreign versions of these songs? I mean, think about it. Like if the show goes to like. Japan or China or whatever, hmm. like in Germany, what would the Brady Bunch theme song be? I don't know. Well, keep working on your German. Um, so. Zaman. I don't know. The family together. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do that again. Zaman. Oh, that's Familia beautiful. Zuzaman. I'm not. My German's terrible. <laughs> Waren sie alle zwar, doch ohne Vati und des allein sein satt. Doch dann traf sie Mr. Brady, seine Jungen waren leider auch allein. Eine Mami fehlte ihnen, zum wirklich glücklich sein. Jetzt sind alle eine fröhliche Familie, erst vereinsam fühlen sie sich wirklich groß. Our number seven song is your next pick. It is. My number seven is the theme from one of my favorite shows ever. The Love Boat. Love. Exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Life's sweetest reward Let it flow It floats back to you The love boat 
exciting and new and and new it's not just exciting it's and new (laughs) come aboard we're expecting you yeah exactly it's weird sometimes you'll find that in a song like you know the 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 kiss song love gun no i I know you know it but there's there's (laughs) there's the line girl i can make you feel and he pauses and just says okay Okay. Now the song's talking about seducing this woman and how he's gonna use his love gun, right. and instead of like I'm gonna make you feel fabulous or wonderful, it's mm-hmm. uh, just okay. You're just gonna feel okay. <laughs> Girl, I'm gonna make you feel okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, you're gonna feel all right. Yeah. So love. It's not well, gonna be like ecstasy, but yeah. it'll be it'll be okay. It's, you know, maybe maybe he's under underselling. I mean, there's got to be a line of women outside his dressing room door at this time, so you know he can only do so much. Depends right. on where you were in the line. Yeah, maybe you know it goes up and down. well, that's a, another show. Right. Uh, so so the love boat promises you love. Which was the original title of Love Gun, by the way. What the love boat? I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'd love to hear Paul Stanley sing Love Boat. Love Boat. Yeah, it was a... Uh... Yeah, uh, I did not know that. Little known, <laughs> little known things. I did not know that. They so. did, but they thought that his penis looked more like a gun than a boat. Ouch. So they decided to change it. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why am I saying this? I don't know, but it, it's weird for people that don't know Kiss lore like, like we do. I'm, go- I'm, gonna, I'm going to let you guys in on something. This was an album called Love Gun, and it came with, and I'm not kidding, it came with a purple gun that was one of those popper things. Like if it, it was a cardboard gun, and when you assembled it and put it together, it had this little flap that when you like swung it down, it would pop out and go pop, right? Oh, jeez. So not only was the album called Love Gun, but it came with a purple love gun that popped. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know how any, like, father that was watching his, you know, daughter or son run through the house, look, Daddy, I've got a love gun. And oh, boy. How, how did we tolerate that, America? <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. Know. Anyhow, so, but, but the love boat, it, it, it's such a powerful theme song. Seriously, it's, it's one of those classics. What, what is it that you love about it? 
as soon as it starts, I feel like I'm going on a cruise. I mean, that's what people felt when they watched the show. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going on a cruise. And I, you know, I'd never been on a cruise. Honestly, the first cruise I ever went on on like a big cruise ship was when, when I went on the first Kiss Cruise I went on, Kiss Cruise 3. That was the first time I'd ever been on a big cruise ship. Was um, love exciting and new? Randy. It was. I'd only performed on like harbor cruises. I'd mm-hmm. never performed outside, uh, you know, in international waters, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought, I think that's what the show is about. And then you always wonder who the guest stars are going to be. And that's that's also revealed during the theme song. Yeah, absolutely true. Did you have any special favorite guests that were ever on the love boat? Um, well, I loved the one with Donald O'Connor when he played the SEAL mm-hmm. trainer. And, oh boy. And I think her name was Shirley, the SEAL. And he finds love on the love boat. And of the course. SEAL gets jealous. And it jumps off the boat in the middle of the ocean. So the 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 seal commits suicide because he think can't have his trainer. First, then you find out that it swam back to his house oh, in Malibu. I got scared for a little bit. The love boat. The love boat. Soon we'll be making another. And I'm sorry, but yeah, it's it's a great song and it's fun to sing. Have you ever Love done it as karaoke? Boat, don't drink the water or you'll get the runs. <laughs> have you ever sung this at karaoke? No. Now you have a life goal. I do. So that's in our top 10 of TV show theme songs at number seven, The Love Boat, as picked by Courtney. N- number six, I'm Casey Casey. Wow, this is, this is not, a lot of these have been happy songs up till now, right? Yeah. Is this one sad? Well, the lyrics, the, the name of the song is Suicide is Painless. Oh. <laughs> and as a teenager, I especially loved it because, you know, you go through that whole, like, woe is me, I'm a teenager, and you identify with, you know, stuff like that. Right. You know. So the theme song from MASH, and if you watch the movie MASH, which we were able to see all the time on the afternoon movie on Channel 27 in Youngstown, Ohio. They would do this thing where on every commercial break, they would call people and they would uh, have the, they would ask them a question. And if they couldn't answer the question, they'd add another $5 to the prize. But if you answered the question, you would like get the amount of money that they had saved up. So, and, and even if you lost, they would ask you this one question. Mm-hmm. Whose picture is on a $5 bill? So the cheapest prize they would give you is a $5 bill. So mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> but you, we, we, would, we would see the MASH movie, which had lyrics to the theme song. Mm-hmm. So I love both versions. I cannot hear one and, and not think of the other, right? Yeah, I like the instrumental. I prefer the instrumental. Yeah. But, but here's, here's some of the lyrics to the actual song, the theme song for MASH, Suicide is Painless. Through early morning fog I see Visions of the things to be The pains that are withheld for me I realize and I can see that suicide is painless. It brings on many 
the version that you're familiar with. set a real tone for a show that could be everything right mm -hmm. like mash could be a rollicking comedy and then something extremely serious mash kind of opened up a lot of america to the horrors of war and it's weird if you watch like first or second season mash it's a lot different than what was to come because the show got deeper as it went on did you like mash I did. I mean, I was a little too young to really understand it, but I watched it later. But I always liked Alan Alda. Yeah. Hawkeye Pierce, great character. Channeled Groucho Marx. So how could I not love Hawkeye Pierce, mm. right? So that's my third pick, which makes it number six on our top ten list today. So that puts you up next. 
Okay. My next song is another song from around that same time Mm -hmm. of television. And it's a song that when I learned how to play the piano, it was the first song I wanted to learn how to play. Oh my God. Seriously? That's cool. Yes. That is cool. I'd love to hear you play this. And, uh, And it's a theme from Hill Street Blues. Great song. Great song. My father loved this show. Mm-hmm. And I always loved it when the song theme song came on. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to play it for my dad. Mike Post, a man whose name, I mean, comes up a lot when yeah. you're talking he's about Yeah, ri- he's written everything pretty much. Yeah, great stuff, great stuff. I remember that as soon as this became available to purchase as a 45, I went out and bought it. Oh, cool. I love this song. When it came on the radio, I'd be like, turn it up, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are so many great instrumental TV show theme songs. And this was a tough list to kind of compile just 10 of, right? Oh, yeah. there's This is this is nothing. We're barely scratching the surface yeah. with these. I mean, these are just ones that are instant. They come to your head. Once we started digging around and, like, listening to all this all these theme songs, it was like, holy cow, there's a lot of great theme songs out mm-hmm. there but these are the ones that when when you're asked off the top of your head these are the ones that pop right in your head right that pop that pop therefore they are being featured on pop very good that's the name of our podcast everyone that's right it is pop a pop culture podcast <laughs> i'm only halfway through my coffee this morning so oh, okay I should, probably, <laughs> should probably finish this before i keep talking yeah <laughs> so that's number five in our tv show theme song hall of fame top 10 what's number four number four oh my this is such a good one i i love this one this this says so much about me this next one actually we're we're getting to the point where these say so much about us right Uh because this this tv show is is not just entertaining to me but it's it's almost a philosophy almost a religion seriously have i piqued your interest i'm i don't know oh i know what it is I know exactly what it is. I know that this show... Now I do. This show has taught me that it is good to wish others and yourself the ability to live long and prosper, and that daily you must boldly go. (laughs) That's right, Star Trek. Space, the final frontier.
These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Classic, classic, classic. Now this one is it kind of does the same thing as Gilligan's and the Brady Bunch and so on and so forth. But the Shatman, the Shatner, even on his albums he doesn't really sing that much. He he emotes. Do people really call him the Shatman? I do. I'm making it a thing. If if oh, they don't, okay. I'm making it a thing. He is he is he is the top shat. There's there's no way. <laughs> He's the man. But when when he does the theme song to Star Trek. I mean, think about it. There's a lot of TV shows that have the lyrics of a song and set you up for what it is. But this guy, it, it was almost an indication of what would come with his musical career. He would talk through things. Mm-hmm. The great William Shatner. And this would be something that would go on his, uh, the, the person that uh, came after him, who played John Luke Picard, Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. The great Patrick Stewart. He would... Um, he would also do it, you know, as where no one has gone before, you know, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> so Star Trek, just just a great, great theme song. What are your thoughts on the Star Trek theme song? That's a cool song. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know what it is right away mm-hmm. when you hear it. I've just never seen a full episode of Star Trek. <gasps> Those words hurt. I know, I'm Those sorry. Those words hurt me down right here. Those words hurt. You know what you could do, though? You could replace the word Shatman in the Batman theme, but maybe we'll get to that later. There's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Sorry. And that's just because you know me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, darn. Yeah, Shat... The, the, the Shat... No, William Shatner. I, I, love, I love his stuff. I actually have William Shatner albums. I'm uh-huh. not kidding. I also have Leonard Nimoy albums. Oh, Really? I'm not kidding. What does he do? Who, Leonard Nimoy or Shat? I don't know what Shatman does, but what Leonard Nimoy d- does, does he like sit, talk, sing like William Shatner does? Hold on a second. Let me let me find something, okay? Oh, God. All right. Just hang tight. Shatner and Nimoy, my buddies. This is the kind of stuff Leonard Nimoy does. From far beyond the galaxies, I've journeyed to this place to study the behavior patterns of the human race. So that's basically Spock. And I find them highly Um, illogical. Get it. Girl meets boy. They fall in love. She says he's everything she's dreamed of. But when they get married, before he's aware... She changes his habits, the way he combs his hair. She changes him to someone he's never been. And then complains he's not like other men. Now really, I find this most illogical. I didn't make that up, that's real. Okay, 
Right. And at first I'm like, this is way too nerdy for me. Like I'm really, really fucking nerdy. And this is even too nerdy for me. And then halfway through, I was like, I like this. I now, know. Now I want to listen to all of it. Are you ready for so, this? Are you I ready? I that nerdy, I guess. Okay. I, are you ready for this? Yeah. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. Do it, Spock. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I love Leonard Nimoy. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds. Because you're mine. I walk the line. Hot. I find it very, very... What'd you say? This is pretty good, but, you know... It's because he has a similar voice. Right, but check this out. Well, if I had a hammer, I'd hammer <laughs> in the morning. I'd hammer in the evening. All over this line. I'd hammer out danger. I'd hammer out a warning. I'd hammer out love between my brothers and my sisters. Oh, all over this land. Beautiful, isn't it? That is horrible. So, yeah, that's a real thing, Leonard Nimoy. Oh, I had a hammer. Sorry, that was too funny. Something tells me you'll be buying this on iTunes later today. Uh, I'm going to listen to it later, damn it. Yep. (laughs) So This is way too nerdy for me, and then I'm like, this is awesome. (laughs) Well, have you ever heard William Shatner's Has Been? Yeah, I've heard heard a lot of the William Shatner, yeah. The Has Been album is amazing from front to back. It's excellent. I want to do an entire show. On William Shatner's has been album, so so <laughs> so sorry that I got derailed. You know, sorry we derailed the top ten, but now we're back to it. Moving up three notches, Courtney Cronin Dold picks our number three pick. It is the theme from the Greatest American Hero. Yes, a classic. Believe it or not, believe, believe it or, or not, not, it's a theme from the Greatest American Hero. Believe it yep. or not. And this is such a great song, and it, it did really well on the charts, didn't it? It did. I love this song. I could never get sick of this song. And on our first episode, we played the Enough's Enough version because mm-hmm. they do a great cover of this. But I like the OG. It's a good tune. Me too. And and here's another one written by the great Mike Post with Joey Scarberry on lead vocal duties.
actually doing the demo right right? he was doing the demo because he were i guess was the assistant or worked for post and and then after he cut it he was like you know what let's it was great let's keep it Mm -hmm. so the theme song became a popular hit during the run of the greatest american hero believe it or not debuted in the top 40 of the billboard hot 100 on june 13th 1981 eventually peaking at number two during the weeks ending august 15th through the 22nd of 1981. It was kept off the top spot by what song? Guess. Something horrible, like Funky Town or something. Oh, I love Funky Town. I, I want to go to Funky Town all Ambrosia the time. Ambrosia lost the Grammy to Funky Town. I'm still trying to get someone to take me to Funky Town. Yeah, I'm but that... St- I'm still trying. The song that stopped, believe it or not, from becoming the number one song in the country was... Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. That's a great tune. That's a good one. My love. Casey Kasem singing Endless Love. And it was was pretty cool. The family guy used it with, believe it or not, Joe's Walking on Air. And, of course, in uh, Seinfeld, George used (laughs) used it as his answer. Yeah, the old answering machine message. Believe it or not, George isn't at home please leave a message at the beep i must be out or i'd pick up the phone where could i be <laughs> believe it or not i'm not home i'm not home <laughs> and glenn campbell actually covered the song in 1982 so it not is, as good as enough is enough well that's true that's true but it is such a, a great classic song. It's it's one we all know. And an excellent pick. Excellent, excellent, excellent pick. Love it. So then that leaves me. Yes. Wow. Number Thank two. You. Number two in our top ten theme show hall of fame. Our our second the runner up to number one is Gosh, everyone knows this song. You don't even have to speak English to, like, dig this song. You know this song. Everybody does it. And anyone that knows me knows that I'm firing up the uh, turbo engines to speed. Mm-hmm. Here we go, down the pole. Are you ready? Will, Thwack! Will you be my Robin today, Courtney? Sure. All right, let's go. Here we go. Let's burn some rubber. <laughs> <laughs> 
To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. That's right, Batman, the theme from Batman. And this song, man, Batman was such a thing that there were like five different versions of this that, that charted over the next year after it came out. I mean, think about that. Mm-hmm. And it was, they, they all have their charms, but I actually have like seven different versions of this song from back when it came out. And it, it's, it showed up on punk albums, bluegrass albums. There's so many different ways that this song has been played. <laughs> Do you I, have the version of the kid just going, everyone has that version. Oh, of course. And I saw a meme of Batman standing by a microphone and it said, no, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so that was pretty cool. Do you like the the Batman theme? Sure, everyone likes the Batman theme. It kicks so much ass. It does you hear with the first note? You know what it is. Mm-hmm. And this song, along with Star Trek, has like those really loud female vocals in it that that sound otherworldly. Ah, like Star Trek had the. <laughs> you know that. Uh-huh. That sort of thing. And then you got Batman. So maybe there's uh, some sort of thing. But, you know, this would not be a top ten of TV show theme songs if your pick did not land at number one. We both agree 100% on your pick. Your number one pick. Number one in the top ten TV show Hall of Fame theme songs. Here we come. <laughs> That's right. I think I would get skinned alive if I, a guy who does a monkey's podcast, <laughs> did not let this be in the top ten, right? At I don't least. know how when we were talking, we just, you know, it's one of those things you just, to me, it's not a theme song to a TV show. It's the theme song to a, a, to an entire, like, being. It's like the theme for everything to me about the monkeys. It's not just the show. You know right. what I mean? It's the theme song to the band. It's the theme song to the show. It's the theme song to us as monkeys fans. Right, right. And it's it's uh it's a song I've never gotten sick of. In fact, mm-hmm. my husband's one of those people that like he's not like as big of a music junkie as like we are. When he listens to music, he picks one or two songs that he likes, and he listens to those songs over and over. Mm-hmm. Well, when I force-fed him the monkeys, he latched on to two songs that he played over and over. Like, one day I woke up in the morning, and he was up doing work, and he was playing the monkeys theme song and Daydream Believer. Those are the two that he just 
really latched on to. So mm-hmm. I heard that theme song quite a bit last summer. And it's weird. People that only grew up watching the TV show, if you've ever played this for them and, and they only know it from TV, they're uh-huh. surprised when it keeps on going. And it's got right. that really cool Go breakdown. wherever we want to. Yeah, yeah, they don't know about that. The, the rest Mickey of the song. Mickey's screaming, yeah. one time. You know, it's, it's just so cool. <laughs> what time? And here we are with our number one pick in the TV show theme song Hall of Fame. It's The Monkees with Theme from the Monkees. Here we come, walking down the street. We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we monkey around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. We go where we want to, do what we like to do. We don't have time to get restless, there's always something new. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we monkey around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. Just trying to be friendly Come and watch you sing and play We're the young generation And we've got something to say Anytime Or anywhere Just look over your shoulder Guess who'll be standing there Hey, hey, we're the monkeys People say we monkey around But we're too busy singing To put anybody But it, it's a it's it is a kick-ass song on its own, and it really makes me sad that why wasn't this released as a 45? It never was. It was a very popular song. Two versions were recorded, one for their first album, The Monkees, and a second shorter one designed to open up the television show. Both versions feature vocals by Mickey Dolenz. The full-length version was released as a single in several countries, including Australia where it became a hit, reaching number eight. It also made Billboard magazine's Hits of the World chart in both Mexico and Japan, reaching the top 20 in Japan and the top 10 in Mexico, number two, on June 17, 1967. But it's never been properly released as a single in the United States of America. Sad. I, was th- I just assumed it was. But seriously, the song stands on its own as a pop classic, right? Mm-hmm. And it's weird that the band proper has never actually performed the song. Like they sat down and played it as a band. They've used it as 
vamp music coming in and coming out and stuff like right. that. Right. They always come out to it. Yeah. And and then they leave to the instrumental. Yeah. But they've never actually performed the song in full. That's so, weird. Yeah. So the number one greatest theme song of all time, according to us today, <laughs> it really sums up everything that a TV show theme song could be. So this theme song tells the story. And it sums up the entire experience of what you're walking into. So Yeah. We're nice guys playing music. That's right. We just right. want to have some fun. They, you, and you never know where they would be found. And that's true. You didn't know if they'd be in a ghost town or... That's true. You, you just never knew where they were going to be. Just like love was exciting and new, uh-huh. you never knew where they'd be found. So Right. There you go. So there we are, our top ten. Run them down at number 10, Gilligan's Island. Number 9, Thank You for Being a Friend. 8, the Brady Bunch theme song. At 7, the Love Boat theme song. At 6, MASH, the theme from MASH, or Suicide is Painless. Number 5, the Great Hill Street Blues. Number 4, Star Trek. Number 3, the Greatest American Hero. Number 2, Batman. And number 1, the theme, the monkey's theme. Not a bad list. We did pretty good. No, it's a good list. I think now, people will uh, identify and agree with a lot of it, disagree. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. I right. mean, we have a lot of honorable mentions, and mm-hmm. we're probably going to do this again. Right. But there's one thing we have to do. We're going to nominate someone into the TV show theme song Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And that we, we have chosen this person. This person written quite a few TV show theme songs himself and has had a really nice career and we recently lost him. Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Thicke. Alan Thicke. Well, most famous, everybody knows Alan Thicke as an actor, mm-hmm. but you know he also wrote and sang TV theme songs. And he, uh, and for some of our younger listeners, he is the father of Robin Thicke, the pop star. Mm-hmm. Alan did the theme song to Different Strokes and also mm-hmm. the theme song to The Facts of Life. Yes. And, sh- and, and, and his wife sang, Gloria Loring sang some of these songs as well. Mm, okay. Also the, the mother of Robin Thicke as well. So, yeah, so we nominate Alan Thicke into the TV show theme song Hall of Fame. Our first honoree. So, there we go. Let's just do a quick recap of some of the songs that we did not pick that were actually charting songs. Okay? Ah, uh, okay. First up, WKRP in Cincinnati, which the theme song peaked at number 65 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1981. That's pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. Then we have Where Everybody Knows Your Name from Cheers. That's a great one. Yeah, it's classic. Where Everybody Knows Your Name hit Billboard's adult contemporary charts and peaked at number 28 and in the Hot 100 at number 83 in 1983. The theme from Happy Days yes. peaked at uh, number 5 on the Hot yes. 100. Yes, very good. And with theme from Magnum P.I. Huh. That really? At, that was on the charts? Yep, number 25 in 1982. Then there's The Good Old Boys from the Dukes of Hazard. It was number 21 on the Hot 100, number one on the country charts. That's good. What about Welcome Back, Cotter? That was a good song. Yeah. and That, that was, was number one. Was it? It was number one on the Hot 100. Oh, that is awesome. That is fantastic. Yeah. I love that song. Love I do, too. It. It's a good tune. I love that song better than the show. Yeah. 
Seriously, sometimes I don't know. Happen. I like Gabe Kaplan. I used to be his assistant. I I used to work for him, and I used to have to go to his house and type for him because he doesn't like typing, and he was writing a book. Oh wow! And I typed it for him. And I I've told you this story, right? How I'm in his office, and and we're working on his book, and I hear <laughs> Gabe Gabe from out the window. He lived off Coldwater Canyon on this like private little road where there's only like five houses. Mm-hmm. So all the neighbors are really, really close, and they share, like, a little cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. So his neighbor's, like, outside his window, and he's going, Gabe, Gabe, are you home? It's your me, your neighbor, Chris, Chris Sarandon. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God, Prince Humperdinck is outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> You've lived a life, man. You have it lived was, a life. It was so crazy. It was, it was pretty nuts. I liked mm-hmm. Gabe. He was a nice man. Wow, that's amazing. He's funny as shit. I, I he had me in tears like every time, mm-hmm. laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> you've you've had a great life. Plus, you know me. Yes. There you go. That's really that's all anyone needs. The the song from Friends, "I'll Be There for You," that peaked yeah. at number seventeen in nineteen ninety five, and of course, "Bad Boys." Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you gonna do, right? Theme song from Cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it it also spawned two movies from Michael Bay with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. So, you know, that, that whole thing happened. That actually was on the Billboard Hot 100 and peaked at number eight in 1993. And a song that people don't really think about because sadly the, the, the theme song became a hit after the show is pretty much canceled or like in danger of being canceled, but it couldn't save the show. And that was How Do You Talk to an Angel? from oh. the Heights TV show. That's a good song. Yeah. That was a good theme song. Really bad show, but really, really good song. It went to number one. Yeah. Well, not only that, the, the Heights only lasted for two months, so the show got canceled. But the theme <laughs> song was a number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks in 1992. I don't know how Fox could not capitalize on that and keep that show running. I know. You would have thought that 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 they would have been in every teen magazine and, you know, the whole bit. You would have thought that would have happened. And one of the most successful television theme songs of all time is Miami Vice, which peaked at number one. So, I mean... Yeah, that's a good one. My God. We all know that song. And and they could have made so many different soundtracks from that alone. You know, a bunch of Phil Collins songs, you know. Oh, that's true. Can we talk about some bad ones? Sure. Just sure. ones that were just like, ugh, mm-hmm. just like irritating, like uh, the theme from Joni Loves Chachi. See, here's the weird thing. I don't remember the bad ones. You looked at me. It's actually not that bad. It was right. just super long. I wonder if Vinnie like, Vincent wrote that. <laughs> Vinny, well, if someone could find him, we could ask him. Right, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then the theme from Perfect Strangers, that was also a goofy one. Oh, I like that one. It was goofy. Yeah. Um, but you know what's a really cool theme song? Uh, is the theme from Nurse Jackie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know who wrote it. Who? Wendy. Wendy, I can never say her oh, last name Wendy right. Wendy Melvone? Yep, Wendy Melvone. From from Prince and the Revolution, uh-huh. yeah. And and uh, Wendy and Lisa did some uh, TV show theme song work for Heroes. Remember that show? Uh, no, but they won the Emmy for... Uh, Nurse Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, yeah, it was Wendy and Lisa. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Hey, let's let's call your mom. I want your mom to like me. Let, let, right, let, let's, let's call, call her. My mom. All right. Let's call your mom and ask her what her favorite TV show is. This might be embarrassing, and I might beg you to edit this out, but okay, here we go. No, it's Constantin. I want to know what her favorite TV show theme song is. We need to. We know. need to. I, you know what I think she's going to say? What? I think what? she's going to say Cheers. All right. So All right. this is like a, a dating game, not like a match game kind of thing. Yeah. Or she's going to say hmm, uh, maybe Miami Vice. Or Dynasty or something. No, you got to pick one. Okay. Pick. Cheers. All right. It's probably what my... Why isn't she answering? That's what my dad would say is cheers. I'm going to keep calling. We're going we're gonna to do this. Because I have 10 minutes before I have to leave to get my Five haircut. Five hours later. I'm supposed to be getting ready now, but it's okay. I mean, I'm going to get my haircut. It's not like I have to look nice to get my haircut. No, you're getting your hair styled. You're a lady. You're getting your hair styled. While we're waiting for my mom... Uh, we can talk about Jennifer Slept Here, the other song that Joe Scarberry sang. What a creepy show. I know, but it was a good theme song. Jennifer Slept Here. I can't. This sucks. Why is no one answering? God damn it. The best is when I call my dad on the house phone. Mm. He always answers the phone like this. <sighs> Hello? Oh, hey, are you home? I'm trying to get out of the house right now. What do you mean? I'm not calling you. I'm calling mom. I didn't know you were home. I'm just calling mom. Why? I only called twice. Oh, you're on my podcast right now. I'm calling mom to put her on the podcast. That's why I keep calling. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I gotta go to work. I'm rushing to get out. She's not here. I don't oh, know darn. Oh, All is right. dad home? No, he's at the hardware store. Well, then ask your sister what her favorite TV That's show theme song is. What's your favorite TV show theme song? Well, oh. there you go. Good times. Yes. I love good times. And what's your sister's name? It's my sister, Jessica. She's a professional therapist. She helps people. Well, Jessica, thank you for helping us today pick your favorite TV theme song. No problem. <laughs> I, I like, I like, you know, it's hard to choose. I, I could go with Miami Vice, too. Aha! Uh-huh. See, if I knew my sister was going to answer, I would have been able to pick hers. I would have said, I would have thought she would have said Magnum P.I. or Miami Vice. Yeah. But I well, didn't know you, you were going to answer. Well, Jessica, we dedicate this episode to you and your number one pick, Miami Vice. <laughs> put some sunglasses on. Put some sunglasses on and listen to In the Air tonight. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> All right. Well, we will catch you soon. Be good. Thanks, Jess. Have a good day. Okay, bye. Bye. Breaking the fourth wall. I love just calling people. Yeah, and we're, we're gonna have to do that. You're on our podcast. What's your favorite theme song? Can we do one more? Sure. Do you, do, but don't you think this is funny? Yeah, I do. Does it sound, tell me if it sounds closer now. Hello. Yep. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Hi, you're on my podcast right now. Just to let you know. Hi, um, you're on with me and, and my friend Ken Mills. Hi. Hi, how are you? Doing good, sir. This is my dad, Joe Cronin. Hi, Joe. Dad, we, were, we were wondering, what's your favorite TV show theme song? Think really hard. My favorite TV show theme song? Yes. Hmm. Probably Cheers. Aha! Uh-huh. Aha! Uh-huh. I got it! You have just won a lifetime supply of rice Dad, I thought you'd say cheers. 
Actually, you're not getting any rice roni. I'm keeping it all for myself. But I wanted to feel like a big-time game show host. So you guys did it. You actually were... Yeah. You guys actually did it. You did the match game kind of thing. We did. We did like a newlywed game, but father-daughter. Congratulations. There you go. Thanks, Dad. I'll talk to you later. Love you. Hey, sir. Oh, wait. Hey, wait a second. Something. Go ahead, sir. Can can I call you dad? <laughs> okay, thank you, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Love Bye, you. Dad. Love you, Dad. I like cheers too, Dad. Bye. 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 I knew he'd say cheers. Isn't that funny? Awesome. That is fantastic. <laughs> well, there we go. That's our podcast for today. <laughs> we got yelled at by your sister. You've called like two times. This is the third time. <laughs> and and your dad. So quick, what's popping for you this week? Um, well, I'm going to Vegas for work, but while I'm there, I'm going to see the famous lounge singer Cookie Jar. Oh wow, on cool! Monday night, my friend Amy is coming with me. It's nice to have company, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna try and get a little uh little interview with Mr. Cookie for the show because I think he's a pretty fascinating guy. Mm-hmm. And he's been in Vegas a very long time, and he's a terrific singer, and he knows everybody. He's sung with everyone. Mm. It's pretty fascinating, so I thought that might be fun for the show. Excellent. Have a great time. Here's what's popping with me as of last night. I watched Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. I want to see that! Was it good? It was really good, and here's the thing. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Because remember how we were talking earlier about, like, there's movies that you haven't watched because there's, like, everywhere and too big? I just rewatched all of the Harry Potter movies in order. Right. Well, that's kind of what I'm doing, like, one a month with my family. I'm watching the Harry Potter movies. So I'm on number three. But this came out, and it was recommended very highly by a friend. And I really, truly did enjoy it. It's it's different from the Harry Potter movies, but it's in the same universe. And it's... So it's a lot of fun. It's just a good movie. I enjoyed it. Cool. You know, sometimes I think people want like you know the meaning of life in a movie. They they want too much from it. And sometimes all a movie has to do is entertain. And this film definitely entertained. I enjoyed it. Very the cool. uh, the lead actor was very quirky, and it seemed like he never made eye contact with anyone in the entire film. It's very strange. But when you watch it, it's something that you can't not pick up on right yeah yeah and i've been going through a rod stewart renaissance as of late so i've been listening to a night on the town like his first uh few solo albums and uh you know right on up through blondes have more fun so i've been going through a rod a thought well you should uh if you really get in the mood for some rod Mm -hmm. um you should go to you should come to vegas Mm -hmm. and then stefan and i will come meet you guys Mm -hmm. and then we'll all go to the coliseum and go see rod there you go i'm always trying to get everybody to come to vegas i i really thought you were going somewhere obscene when you said if you really need some rod i was i was (laughs) scared there for a little while i thought you were going to do the x-rated mr magoo (laughs) my george if you need some rod (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you really want some rod you can go to the penis store they have lots and lots oh my george she said penis <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like peanut butter anyway i'm sorry 
I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, Ken Mills. So let us know what is popping for you this week on the Facebook page. And let us know what your favorite TV show theme song is. And don't worry, we'll be doing more of them. We're going to do one based on cartoon theme shows. So that'll be fun. But uh, as we continue to knock around the recessed cobwebs of your mind and your memory... This is what we do. So we want to thank you for listening to Pop, a pop culture podcast. Tell your friends about us. Come on and join us. There's some great stuff going on, on the Facebook page. Right. And then maybe message us and maybe we'll call you on the next podcast and do a surprise call and ask you what your favorite things are yeah. for whatever we're talking about. Because it's really fun to take people by surprise, especially yep. when it's your sister and she yells at you at first and doesn't realize that you're on the air. That's right. <laughs> My George. My well, George. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. You do just fine. All right. Well, we will see you on the next episode of Pop. And if someone's looking for us, tell them to do a search on iTunes for Pop Staff. They'll find us right away. We will see you. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 And that's our show. Pop is an online, nonprofit pop culture audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever pop is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. Your chair sounds like a dog now. Yeah. Seriously. As, We've as got if... big beards and you're going to watch us. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's the tagline, right? <laughs> that's the best tagline ever. We've got big beards and you're going to watch us. Say goodnight, Dick.